Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we're going to be going over some brief news, roster stuff, uh, as well as a little bit of CDL news. And then we are going to be diving into a pretty long segment where we are going to go over what we think a successful season looks like for each CDL team and how they get there. But before we get into that, Brock, how are you doing today? Oh, doing well on this fine Wednesday again. Not Monday yet, quite yet. Um, had a pretty boring day at work, to be honest, but I'm excited for this podcast to get rolling. All right, let's get into it. We finally get to talk to uh, or talk about some things with CDL teams and kind of involving the season and not just random news that we're stringing along as we wait for the season to kick off. Uh, so we have something to talk about. But if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment and subscribe on YouTube. And if you're watching on audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five star review on there. We really appreciate all the support. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of it for a pretty slow time of year, so shout out to you guys for continuing to support. It means a lot and helps us get through the boring offseason for when we're finally into the good part of the year, and we have lots to talk about. Um, first piece of news we have to talk about, though, uh, kind of already known, I guess maybe Sender is a little bit unknown, but Priesta and Sender officially were announced on the NYSL roster and completed the roster, and then Wardy joined as a substitute. I guess maybe like the Sender and Wardy stuff is somewhat news because we maybe didn't know that for sure but obviously we kind of knew Priesta was joining this roster but thoughts on roster do you like sender as uh the coach wardy as a sub uh yeah i i like sender as a coach he just took a backseat role because rambo i guess with optic you know and wardy i don't know too much of him but i heard he's a really good i think sub player yeah i know he's an eu player i'm pretty sure and was viewed as like one of the top subs uh, which is interesting on this team, in my opinion, because I do feel like if they were, you know, if there was a player, you, there's always like the one player on every roster that you can pick out. That's like probably the first guy that would be uh, like dropped if they were to make a change. And to me on this roster, it probably is Kismet. That's kind of the odd man out. Yeah. Because uh, I believe Priest and Skies are pretty close. Uh, we obviously know Skies and Hydra are like the two younger guys that are trying to build around. So they're probably pretty safe, especially with what they're paying Hydra. And then, Priestess yeah. seems to be pretty close with Skies and stuff, and like I feel like his role is pretty safe on this team. And Kismet's kind of like the outsider that has never really had too high of a stock in the league, but uh, maybe was greatly increased by how well he played at the end of last year. So Wardy being a top tier sub, it kind of seems like they're positioning in case Kismet doesn't repeat last year, they're ready to bring in Wardy. Maybe. Yeah, he'll definitely be the blame. Blame yeah. taken, which is unlucky, but how it happens. Kind of like when that optic roster was formed last year, you could see right away if things were not going to go well, Illy was going to take the blame because they weren't going to blame Scumper Dashi. And obviously, we know Shotzi is like an MVP candidate. So you just yeah. knew the blame was going to fall on Illy almost even if it wasn't his fault. Yeah, it just has to happen. Kind of what I'm seeing here. I guess maybe, maybe if Kismet's absolutely frying with how much the New York fans love him, maybe it falls on Priesta, but there's no way Skies or Hydra are going to really take any blame for this. Those are going to be the, the poster children of the New York franchise. Yeah, for sure. But I do like the Wardy pickup because you can never, I mean, if you have a chance to acquire one of the top prospects, especially in the submachine gun role, the hottest commodity there is in CDL, you do it. So the fact that they're able to scoop him up as maybe one of the hottest prospects on the market in an SMG role, I think that's a great pickup for a sub. Probably one of the most exciting subs that's in the league. Yeah, definitely. He could change your team dynamic if they do end up going with him. If he's a, uh, if he's a high and upside he's... slayer pairing him with Hydra. Whew. Yeah. And the slaying of Skies, that, that's got a lot of upside. But I still like the the actual roster they have with Kismet. I still think it's got potential. And yeah. we'll, we'll talk about our expectations for them. Kismet show will be J-Man. Yeah, doing the dirty work. Yep. And then Kismet's old team that he played for in MW, 
Legion, now the Vegas Legion, officially announced their roster. Not a shock here. I guess the only maybe like unknown with this roster was the the talks of like could it be like Prolude or Venom or like there was a little bit of uh, a talk on who their fourth was. Um, but it was the expected roster of Clayster, Temp, TJ, and Prolute. Um, in my opinion, not like we've talked about this, but not like a, a world beater roster, but probably the best Paris or Vegas Legion roster we've seen to date in CDL, I think. It has a chance to be. Yeah, I would say so. Honestly, the more I keep seeing this roster, the more I just keep liking them and liking them. I don't know what it is about them. Yeah, I just, I'm scared of the subs. I'm scared they're not going to be able to keep up. Yeah, that is true. But in terms of like when I look at the roster that they had last year when it was announced with like Temp and Decimate and Fellow and that roster, I, I feel a lot better about this one than that one because just seeing the name Clay on there, I mean, Clay rosters are almost never bad besides that NYSL roster to start the year last year. So like just seeing yeah. Clay on there and I know Temp, I, I feel like they have talent, but we're going to need to see like World War II superstar TJ back. He has to be in order yeah. for this team to be good. Yeah, and Prelude needs to step up as well, I would say. Yeah, I mean, this team seems like a, a maybe like mid-season substitution for like a SMG player because I have a feeling that they're going to be like maybe Temp and Clay are playing really, really well, but they're just not getting the slaying from their subs and one of the subs gets moved out. It's just a matter of will Vegas be willing to spend finally since they have a guy like Clay on the roster and yeah. maybe that's how they convinced Clay to get here. Either it was his only option or like they convinced him that they're finally willing to spend money because I really... I would be shocked if Clay's playing at a minimum. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's hard to believe that if that is true. Maybe Temp it. is because he was locked into his contract like previously, and I could see a world where Tej and Prolude was their only option. So maybe they were playing in the minimum. But I would be absolutely shocked if three-time world champ, one of the top players of all time, Clay is playing on a minimum. Maybe just playing on a minimum for pure passion. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure he gets that one last because last year it probably left a pretty bad taste in his mouth. Just yeah. kind of a, a overall terrible. Terrible year for him. Just really seems like on and off the game. So, I mean, I'm excited for the roster, though. And, like, I'll say it's a positive note that we're both saying we're at least somewhat excited to watch them play because normally when you see the roster announced, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to have to skip that match on the broadcast. So, yeah. I guess positive that we're at least excited. Turn that match off. Come back in an hour. Yeah. Which, <laughs> but now I'm, like, almost more intrigued to watch them than anybody because I really want to see what they look like. Yeah. The leadership of Clay will definitely help. Yeah, then well, I guess I was going to say the other European team, but I guess Vegas isn't a European team anymore. But uh, it sounds like the partner organization, which is Rogue, who's like one of the orgs that helps to run London Royal Ravens, like the parent org, uh, partnered with Koi. And I don't really know anything about Koi. I had to read a little bit about it before we started the podcast. It's a Spanish esports organization. kind of shows how ignorant I am for um, some esports orgs outside the U.S. because they're like one of the biggest in the world. Um and they're a Spanish organization founded founded by, I hope I'm saying his name right, eBay, eBay Lanos. I could have completely butchered that, but he's the fourth most followed streamer on Twitch and has almost 10 million subscribers on YouTube. So that just shows how insanely big the Spanish audience is. And I'm ignorant that I know nothing about it, which is crazy that he has 10 million subscribers, fourth most followed streamer. And I'm just like, don't know much about him. And then also Brock, your big soccer guy, Gerard PK. It's also a oh, co-founder yeah. of the organization. And it sounds like, those two are going to serve as ambassadors for the two brands, which includes Royal Ravens, which could be great for the CDL. These, I mean, PK is obviously very popular as a soccer player. And then this other person has, I mean, fourth most followed streamer on Twitch and 10 million <laughs> subs on YouTube. Like he's promoting the, uh, the Royal Ravens in any way. It could really help the CDL a lot. 
I, I've never heard of that eBay guy, and he has 10 million. Jeez. Yeah, one of the most popular streamers in the world. <laughs> I need to branch out, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I believe they said he was a commentator for, oh, I'm blanking, some esport. I can't remember what it was or something else. He was a, like a caster at one point, too. Dota? Maybe, probably. Dota's so massive, and I know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, what's his stream? I don't even know. <sighs> I'm not sure. I know. I don't know if maybe he was. No, I don't think he was. Because there was, I know there was another Spanish streamer that hosted like a, a tournament a few months back. And it was like the most viewed thing ever on Twitch. It was oh. like crazy popular. I know like I've also heard like, talk about it a lot. Like the Spanish audience is insane. Like they support their people like crazy and they have so many followers. And it's like, uh, I think most streams are Spanish speaking though. And I don't speak Spanish and I uh, would understand it. But like the audience for that is absolutely insane like they support those people like nothing which is honestly pretty cool to see and hopefully they at least some of them bring that support to the cdl because remember heretics oh yeah support was crazy for a team that was finishing like top 12 heretics was a fun team to watch especially their listen-ins did not know a word they were saying but all i could hear is pure passion yeah i couldn't understand any words but it was passion yeah more eyes though and better for the cdl and i've been saying it forever when we get expansion especially now with paris not a team anymore and the only well i guess Toronto, obviously, technically outside the U.S. too, but only teams outside North America now uh, is London. So if they expand, yeah. they're probably going to put another team in Europe. I love to see a franchise in Spain, uh, Madrid, Barcelona, like whatever it may be. I would love to see a Spanish franchise because of how passionate their fans are. It'd be so cool. Yeah. Uh, but then we got some challenger news, some other news. We can talk about this one first, I guess. Um, Novus Vita Brandon was promoted to be the new GM of LA Thieves. Shout out to him. He follows the podcast on Twitter. Um, back in the day, he followed Kyle and I when we were releasing episodes talking about LA Thieves, and he dropped a follower talking about whatever team he was on, Surge maybe. And him and like the Surge other GM at the time dropped some follows on us and LAG people. So that was kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. but he's the new GM of the LA Thieves with Mud Dog moving on to his different role in 100T. Uh, so excited for him from what I've known. He's a pretty good mind in COD, so that's cool to see. And then there's a new Challengers roster as well. Aqua's back competing with Wardy, Johnny, and Cryptic. Interesting team, and I think both of us think pretty highly of Aqua. Uh, Aqua is. He's a very good player, just not always on the best teams. I I fully agree. I think he's been putting some, I mean, the last team we saw him on was what? Paris, I believe? Yes. In yeah, Cold Paris. War? Yep. And, like, I mean, not a great situation. And before that, he was on that LAG team in MW with Aches and was just not a very good situation yeah. either. And then you date back to BO4 was really the last time we saw him on a good team. He was on that Splice team with, oh, like, yeah. Looney and Temp and them. And they finished mm-hmm. second at the first event against Optic in the finals. Yeah. Uh, and Elevate team. Yeah, in BO3. And, like, he's he saw, really up until BO4, he saw a pretty good amount of success. Uh, not like a ton of event wins, but he was always on a top team that always had a chance to win events and was always like competing for top fours and stuff. So like not always in the best situation, but incredibly talented player. I'd like to see a world where he gets back. The only issue is he plays main AR and those spots are just so limited. There's 12 of them, 12 of them in the world. And you got guys like attached transitioning to it. Yeah. So it makes it just tough. But hopefully Uh, we see him back towards the top. Yep. And then... Last thing before we get into our uh, long segment that we want to do for most of the pod is Breaking Point is hosting a tournament. It's November 5th and 6th, so 
like a week or so, week or two after the game releases. Um, it's a, called the Search for the Next CDL Superstar Tourney for Challengers players. Miles and Chance are going to be casting. There's a $6,000 prize pool, uh, and it's hosted by the Boston Breach. And it's the top four Challenger teams from NA and EU were both invited. So I'm assuming that's maybe just they picked out who they believe is the top four because not a lot of the teams stick together, obviously, through the year. But um, top four Challenger teams invited, and it's about a week or two after after the game releases. So that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, just, you know, good set of eyes for the Challenger teams. You know, if some guy pops off, maybe he gets the call up. Because you never know. Like, there's going to be teams that are noticing their scrims aren't going well early, and they might pick up somebody as a substitute just to, to put them on the back burner. So it's, it is a big tournament and it'll be like our first dose. I mean, you'll always have those like opening kickoff tournaments, like S and D yeah. tournaments that we're watching where like the CDL pros are dominating, but it'll probably be like our first taste of some real high level competitive matches with the top challenger players. Mm-hmm. A lot of former pros probably going at it. Yeah. Just like this hosted by breach. When, uh, it's hosted by breach. You think, uh, Doug's going to play. Oh, I hope Doug plays and I hope he gets a spot to in the league. <laughs> they say uh they say top four teams i don't know if he's on a top four challengers team but he is a sub for boston breach you got to think boston breach is probably going to say one of those four na teams got to be our squad and they had a good team i remember remember with shawnee and uh volens who switched his name today you see that yeah, yeah to kremp yeah people were roasting him i think it was like first gamer tag he said or something like that and people were roasting him. they don't like that name very odd, but you know whatever works for him i kind of thought volens was a cool gamer tag but i think he like in game he went by like kaiwin and maybe I'm saying that wrong because he said everybody pronounced it wrong. Yeah. Based I on like, what I saw, it was like K-Y-W and then a one in N, which I would think the one stands for nine to be like Kaiwin or something. Yeah. I think he but, said he didn't like the Volens thing because some other guy, he stole it from or something back in the day. <laughs> People then, were roasting him for the new yeah. one, though. <laughs> he should just go by Kyle. <laughs> yeah. But Doug's team isn't bad. Maybe we'll see him at the tournament, and I know you'll be cheering for him if he is. Yes. Or maybe Doug's going to be a cheering. Yeah, and Miles yeah. Chancer casting, so we all have some good casters on there. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch, definitely. I'm also like excited to see, like you said, you made a good point with the being able to watch some up and comers. Like, there's going to be probably one guy in this tournament that absolutely pops off and is going to turn mm-hmm. some heads, and people are going to be like, "Wait a minute, maybe that guy needs to be signed as a sub." And maybe some people are holding out a little bit into the year to to watch early challenger stuff unfold before they sign their substitute players. Yeah, just that one guy that no one knows about just fries. Yeah, I feel. I mean, I feel like Scrappy. Like you, you mentioned him. I feel like he was slightly known, like going into last year, but he just yeah. had a crazy year in Challengers, and I mean, look, turned into a starting spot on a very good team for him this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, I didn't really know about Scrappy until what the Minnesota event we went to. <laughs> we were watching the passion in there, and he was screaming. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we see guys like that every year too, like Standy. Comes yep. on pretty much. He he wins Challenger champs in MW, but before that, he wasn't really known. He had a good MW year, and then partway through Cold War, he's on Minnesota and he wins an event. Like, yeah, there's going to be one Challenger player that's not in the league currently that's going to enter in the league and make a huge splash next year, and this might be the place where we see him. Yep, we just don't know his name yet. Yeah. All right, you ready to jump into our, our little second segment we have here? Oh yes, 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 yes. All right, so this segment's going to be pretty straightforward. Uh, we're basically, we don't know what each other are going to say for this. We kind of have our own notes down separately, but we're going to be talking about each team going team by team, kind of in a random order, and talking about what we believe we could have completely different beliefs. Maybe one of us thinks the team's elite and one of us thinks it's just terrible, but <laughs> what we think a successful year looks like for every CDL team, because let's be honest, like 
what phase would consider a successful year is very different than what legion are going to consider successful if phase has probably yeah. less than a few event wins it's not success for them but if if legion qualifies for champs that might be what you consider a success for them so we're going to talk about what a successful year looks like for each team and maybe some things that you believe they have to do to achieve that maybe we'll debate a little bit if we differ but i want to start with the team everybody wants to hear about first optic texas optic texas how about this? Let's just not have another illy injury, and you know, I think they'd be okay. And you know, I think after last year, they lost. They just lost full when he when he got was out for that long period of time, which is really not anyone's fault. Yeah, and all the uncertainty that came with it, like thinking he's coming back, then he's not, and then you think he is, and he's not yeah. again. And also, yeah. I, I think another event win would satisfy them. Maybe champs. Okay. okay. I have, I mean, I feel like the, there's a couple teams like FaZe, Optic, Thieves, specifically like the teams that we know have high expectations going into the year. Like, I feel like we're gonna have pretty similar answers for them. I have a pretty similar answer. It kind of also involved uh, the injury. And for me, their goal or what a successful season looks like for them is holding the same roster throughout the year, not having to have any forceful changes and prove that you made the correct decision to stick together. Because obviously they were on the fence and almost weren't sticking together. So prove that was a that that was the correct decision and to me the way that they proved that is i think they have to win multiple events because looking at last year they won the first event of the year and we've heard them all offseason scump and stuff on podcasts uh the optic podcast and stuff talk about how they believe that if they were able to stick together the whole year last year without injuries they would have been a whole different year which i i've got to believe that means that they thought they would have won at least one more event and if they yeah. believe that last year they were a team that should have won multiple events um I would like to say that a successful year for them would be carrying that over to this year and winning multiple events and, and proving that point that it was true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's not an unrealistic. I mean, winning multiple events is crazy. It's hard to do. There's, I mean, limited amount of teams in COD history that have done that. But like, if they believe they are as talented as um, it sounds like they believe they are, then that isn't too lofty of an expectation for them to win multiple events when there's what five on the year and then champs of so six events. Yeah, it's definitely. Definitely, they can definitely do that. But I believe, I'm, I mean, that's the expectation. And I mean, how do they achieve this winning an event? Obviously, the health thing is kind of out of their control. Just pray for Ender's health and that he doesn't have <laughs> another issue. But I mean, it, to me, it's the way that they achieve this winning multiple events or having at least one event win on the year is the same thing that it always is for Optic. Every year since I can remember watching COD is don't get complacent. Seems like every year early on or most years early on, Optic is dominant. They're maybe the best team in the game. They win the first event or come very close, and then they kind of tail off after they get that win. Yeah. Also, and I have one more like... thing to add for Optic Texas. Uh, just, you know, when, when the season starts, just take away Valorant from Dashy. <laughs> that <laughs> helped last a lot. Year, I think. God, he's good at it, though. Yeah, he's good, but, like, yeah, it is. You think Take he's going to follow like the, the formal career path later on when he gets sick of COD and scump retires and he's just done with it? He's going to just try to become a Valorant pro? He might. <sighs> he probably has the ability yeah, to. Definitely could, out. I would say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I guess we're pretty much on the same page with Optic, I think. And I mean, would you agree, though? Just don't get complacent because it seems like so many times they have a fast start and they just slow down and can never refine yeah. that opening year. They let off formally. the gas a little bit. Yeah, because like, and we know they have the talent that like them letting off the gas, they can still finish top fours, but like they've got to keep that grind on the whole year. And I think, I think a guy like Illy, if he's in there for the whole year on Optic, could change the culture because we know that he's a grinder and he like can't not grind. He's going to definitely, he's holding you accountable too. 
yeah, so hopefully he's in for the whole year. Um, the other thing I think that can help them achieve this goal is get uh, an, an analyst in there. Get JP in there. Get an analyst. Somebody to mm-hmm. help Rambo so he's not just going off gut feelings. Get some numbers and data behind the points that you're making. That helps so many teams so much, and they all talk about how much it helps them. And Optic, just for how many years or for whatever reason, unless it's behind the scenes we don't see it, has been reluctant to do it. Yeah, that is true. All right. You got anything else on Optic, or you want to go to Legion? Let's go to Legion. All right. So now, going from a team that we're putting the expectations at winning events or maybe winning champs <laughs> to Legion... I definitely don't think a successful season for them involves they have to win an event. But for me, what I said is, I mean, you got to you got to make a step forward. You got to be competitive for a champ spot and prove that you're actually a competent org that's willing to try. And if your sub talent isn't there, like we were talking about right away, don't take random swings like they did last year on guys like Jimbo or Johnny. Actually invest and do your research into who the top challenger players are and watch the early tournaments and pick up the best sub available because if you're willing to get um, Clay and Temp on your roster, like, and you're able to get Clay on your roster as the franchise you are, you've been incompetent for three years of the CDL now, and you got Clay, sir, one of the greatest players of all time, to somehow join your team. You can't waste this opportunity. Like, if the roster isn't working right away, make a change, get a better sub in there, and like get things done. But I mean, overall, a successful season uh, for them to me is just being competitive and being there at the end with a chance to qualify for champs. Yeah. Basically the same thing I had besides. Also, if they don't know what to do, just ask Clay. He's kind of, you know, one of the greatest Call of Duty players ever for a reason. Definitely does what he's doing. And so, I would like, say... Epic's got to be there. Yeah. Um, I would say I, I want to see a top four a top four placing at a tournament from them this year. Okay. That's some lofty expectations for Legion. I know, but I, I think this is the year that Donnie's going to do it. I think I, I just think so. He's gonna have a, finally a good run in the CDL. He's had some tough luck. <laughs> I think it's his his year, honestly. And I, I think, think they will make champs as well. All right, you think a lower seed seven sounds. or eight? Yeah, like eight, probably eight or seven. All right, that would have been kind of just dumb fun if you just had like six or higher or something. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> but, I mean, to me, it's also got to be like you got to have a grind mentality. Like, what is? I mean, I we don't play uh is a grinder you know maybe sometimes tem can let the foot off the gas seems like Prolute's a grinder don't know too much about him yet but tj like yeah there's like a stigma around tj that he can be very lazy and stuff and like you, you got to fix that you got to be willing to work hard the entire year and take coaching um take criticism from clay and like if they fully invest in a system i feel like this team has the talent that if if they have a clayster system with i mean we know tj and Prolute have a lot of talent and so does temp like if they invest in a clayster system i think this team could get Bumming, it could be a team that is very strong. TJ leads them in search, and maybe they're a pretty good search team, and you know mm-hmm. they steal a respawn off of you. They're, they're probably going to be a 2-3-5 team, but I think they've got the talent to, to be better than we've seen in the past. Yeah. Also, TJ is like, TJ's a guy who's like, oh, I don't want I don't want, I won't try practice. But yeah. when the game comes, he's locked in. Yeah. I mean, I think like Kyle and I did a video like this last year. I'm pretty sure my expectation for them or like what a successful season was like is finish 11th. So, <laughs> like... We're we're taking a step up. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Now we're going on a roller coaster here. We went from Texas to, to Vegas. Now we go back to high expectations. Atlanta. I feel like there's only one answer to this. You want to say it? Win multiple events. And champs. And champs, but I don't know if they, they, it's gonna happen. To but me, that's what a successful season looks like for them, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that is also very true since last year that happened. Yeah, like like if you're in the phase organization, you're expecting like it's like a, a football team Super Bowl or bust. Like if you're in the phase organization, I'm expecting champs or bust. Like if they don't win champs, these guys are not like some teams on here no. Like let's say like a team like Boston. If they win one event this year and that's all that happens, like they know that was a pretty good year for them. Uh, mm-hmm. or like Florida or London, like one of these teams that we're not expecting to be great. Like if they if they win an event, we know that like they know that was a pretty good year for them. But like if FaZe ends up winning like one event and not winning champs, they're gonna be disappointed in themselves. Yeah. Also, if they don't win if they don't really if they win a, like an event but not champs, I wonder if they stick stick uh, as a team, even though I get frustrated at each other. I still think the core three probably sticks. I wonder if maybe they look for a different main AR with the way contracts are. Maybe there's somebody else that comes available because I don't still don't know that Slasher was like their number one pick. Yeah, it just still seems like an odd fit to me. I think the core three will probably stick together unless we see something catastrophic. I've always said that I think the core three sticks together until I think eventually Scump retires. I think Simp gets offered a spot and runs with it, and Simp goes to Optic uh to play with Shotzi, Dashi, and Illy. That's like been my thought for ages. Is if this is Scump's last year, I think eventually Simp is just going to line up his contract and take Scump's spot at some point. It only makes yeah. sense. He's like arguably the best sub in the world, and mm-hmm. if there's one place he would ever leave Phase Four, it'd probably be Optic. Yeah, um, just just thinking about that team, geez, if that actually happens, <laughs> yeah. The other thing I have down for them and how they make this happen, because obviously like it's, isn't it crazy? This is how good this team is. We're like saying the only way that they could be successful is winning multiple events in champs. Like that's how crazy good this team is. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, the way that they do that in my opinion is obviously like just, they have to be as talented as they were in the past and just outgun everyone like they normally do. But I think they have to get back to their grind mentality that they had that made this core of Simpabizi and Selium elite was that grind mentality that they always had. They were always on the game more than everybody else. And last mm-hmm. year, they didn't like the game. They didn't play as much. And I think that probably affected them getting a bunch of seconds instead of a bunch of firsts. Yeah. Also, confidence. I think they lacked confidence last year, too, after they kept taking second place after second place. Yeah, and, and in the past, they would get so disrespectful because of how confident they were. Like They knew mm-hmm. that nobody could gun them. So they would just ego chill everything and just play with so like so much confidence that, like, there was no hesitation on the map last year. We saw a little more hesitation because of maybe that lack of confidence from not winning. So, yeah, yeah, we, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm ready to move on because we know phase expectation is yeah. winning events, winning champs, like nothing, yep. nothing else. And and you know what? If they heard us say this, they would agree 100. percent If they don't win champs, they're gonna consider it not to be a success. Yep. Then we got another team with some high expectations: the defending champs, LA Thieves. Um, I think I might surprise a little bit with what my expectations are for them so i want you to go first my expectations for thieves i i don't think they will win champs since it's really hard to do back to back like that but i do think they will they will win an event later in the year like probably major three that's what success looks like to you winning an event event, and i want them i mean probably for them to to be good throughout the whole season and not like go and five one Major to five and zero oh, next major, consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. When I look at the team, like the number one thing I actually have down, like the first point in bold letters, I have down is avoid the champs winners hangover. That always seems to happen. That's what success looks like to me. I actually have like oddly like lower expectations for them than I probably should, considering they're the defending world champs and our back to back champs. To me, I think like avoiding the hangover and winning an event is a successful season for them because I think you kind of have to put winning an event because like if you go from 
winning the fourth major and winning champs back to back to winning none with the same roster. Like I really don't think it can be considered a success unless you win at least one. Um, But that winner's curse is real. I mean, just thinking off the top of my head, ever since champs was moved to the end of the year, which the first year they played it at the end of the year, not the middle was BO three. The winners in that one. um, Envy is like the one team that's ever had a decent year. And even them going into IW, they were pretty bad the entire year, except right at the end where they finished second twice uh, to optic twice, I believe. And then yeah. obviously Optic wins IW. They break up the next year. The dynasty in World War II breaks up. World War II champs that EG roster wins. They transfer to Envy and BO4 and they really uh, do nothing in BO4 on that team. Then United wins. That's like the one case we've kind of seen of it translating, but that team kind of like breaks up with franchising. But the core sticks together, goes to Atlanta phase, finishes second a ton, doesn't win a lot. Um, mm-hmm. MW champs, Empire the next year in Cold War, albeit with roster changes, wasn't the same. And then um cold war champs phase even they they had a great vanguard year really in terms of average placing but they never won an event like the champs curse is real the, the winners usually tend to not have the greatest year following so to me win an event and avoid that and how they do it is exactly what you said stay consistent don't be complacent early and start slow like you did last year yeah they, they were a slow starting team last year and that, that can't happen again they got to come out of the gates they're they're one of the few teams that is coming in with the same roster they had last year that should be Coming in with the same roster that you had last year should be a head start. While while other teams are figuring it out, you can kind of like take over with that consistency and go off. Yep. Then we got Breach next. This is kind of an interesting one. I think this is where it gets fun because like I feel like the first four we did were obvious. Like obviously FaZe, Optic, and Thieves have high expectations. Vegas, uh, kind of obvious what their expectations are. But I feel like we're into the, the more middle of the pack territory now where like our perceptions of how good we think the team is kind of weigh in more on what we think they should do or what a successful year looks like. So what do you got for Boston? Boston. Well, first, if they want even a chance to win, I would say they need to have teamwork out of out of this world, first of all. Yeah. Rotations on point, yada yada yada. And honestly, I think their success this season is a grand final appearance. Okay. That's interesting because we didn't talk about this at all. And I have a pretty similar take. I didn't say grand finals. I have I did say that for some other teams later on. Mm-hmm. But I I said make multiple Sunday appearances at majors. Oh, out of the five is. majors, make multiple Sundays. So that's pretty similar. I mean, that's like yeah, that's a top a good three finish. Yeah. Um the other thing I had is I, I think it also would be a success. I want to see them, I believe they finished seventh last year in the standings, maybe sixth. I want to see them finish higher than seventh in the regular season standings. I think that'd be a success because that's about where they were last year. And I believe that their roster improved. I think Big Wake is an improvement over TJ, so I'd like to see their spot in the standings improve. Um, how they do this to me, use the addition of Big Wake to increase your slaying uh, upside and focus on your team chemistry because its chemistry seemed to be really good last year. And to me, Boston seems like a roster, at least early on, that isn't spending for maybe the top, top players, and they're going to have to do it through chemistry. And I think, I think like Vivid... Awakening Nero Methods, I think, is a talented roster, maybe more talented than people think because they're not like maybe the biggest names. Mm-hmm. But I think they have to do it through chemistry. I think they have to just be really, really good at teamwork. And I do think that they have a slaying upside to compete with almost anyone now. And the way that they maybe edge themselves out, because I, I do think like teams like Thieves, Phase Optics specifically, are probably more talented overall. Um, but if this team has elite teamwork i don't see a reason why they can't randomly upset those teams in series so i have some pretty high expectations for breach make multiple sundays and finish higher than seventh would be successful to me yeah definitely 
You got anything else? How do you how do you think they get there? How do you think they get to a, a finals appearance or pretty consistent spot in the top six? The finals appearance? Uh, well, like, what, was it last year? Like last year, the you know some upsets happened where they possibly could have went there and they folded like usual last year, <laughs> but a miracle performance had a Nero maybe. Yeah, I mean, he was going off at the end of last year. Yeah. That's funny. Like it's going to have to be like through like like awaken Nero combo or like a awaken vivid combo just popping off. Yeah. Um go to well speaking of awaken vivid going to their former team Florida Mutineers. Um what's the successful season look like to you because this is another team that's maybe towards the bottom in a lot of people's minds unless you think highly of them. What does a, a successful season look like to you? Mutineers, you gotta think they make at least one Sunday with Mister Tippable, Major Maniac. <laughs> you gotta think. So and your expectations are pretty low for them, then, right? If pre- only, pretty low, yeah. Like the, a successful season for them, I would say is probably top eight. But if maybe if top eight, I don't know about that. Okay, so I have. I have different expectations for them. It doesn't actually really involve their placements that much. Uh, I believe, like last year we did this, I think I I did this for one team. I believe it was for Paris or maybe London. I can't remember exactly who I did it for, but I want them to just like spend this year focusing on finding their new skies in Big Wake. Like find mm-hmm. your new franchise players. I think that's what a success. If they, if they come out of this year, I mean like on the roster now they got what? Major Maniac and um, Brack. And yep. like I don't know if Major Maniac's maybe like a franchise player. He's a little bit older. He's a good player. Um, Brack is a little younger, but like he's been out of the, the league for a while. And then they, who else do they have? They have um, uh, got some random subs. I can't think who they are off the top of my head right now. Havoc. Yeah, Havoc and a young guy, Vickle. Yeah, Vickle. Um, yep. So like to me, a successful season for them is. I mean, I'm using Skies as like an example. They don't have to be two ARs. It could be two subs. Just find your two new franchise players because they built. And MW around those two won some events and then like stuck and were competitive through mm-hmm. uh, Cold War and Vanguard with those two. So so f- basically a successful season to me is if Florida comes out of the season feeling confident that they have a couple guys they can build around. And how they get there, don't be scared of trial players. I don't think they're going to be a successful team this year. So if you see a guy in challengers, uh, in challengers that you think has a ton of talent, don't be afraid to try him out if your team's really not doing that well. Like... Don't stick and try to get that top eight placing mm-hmm. and like that eighth seat at champs. If you think there's a guy that could be your future for the next three years out there, like go after him. Yeah, for sure. Cause I, I just, I mean, I guess to me making a Sunday, like you said, would also be successful though, because I don't think this team's going to make a Sunday. I really don't have faith in this Florida <laughs> team. Yeah. It's a little reach, but, and, but I don't think it's like crazy. Like if they, if they made a, a Sunday that would be successful for them. Yeah. Cause their expectations are pretty low. Mm-hmm. All right, Ravens. What you got for Ravens? The London Royal Ravens. Build around nasty, first of all. All right. You know, I just don't think the long-term plan is Asim or what, Paul X. Yeah. Look at the challenges. See what you got over there. And, you know, Zero's good, but maybe he retires after another year or two. So just keep, your, keep your options open, I would say. Yeah, it just seems like a big miss to me that Wardy doesn't end up on this team. Yeah, EU. Being a, a top EU player, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, it seems like a big miss, too, that I've, I guess I didn't really know this about London, but it sounds like they're like one of the lowest paying teams as well, like barely offers bigger salaries than Paris. 
which is probably the reason they lost Afro. But to me, that's a huge misstep this offseason, losing Afro. Yeah. Because um, first of all, he's a top player at his position, but also he's a top player at the SMG position, which is the premium position in the CDL. Like if you have good SMGs, they're the best asset you can have. And basically all the CDL, so to lose him is is massive. But I basically have the same thing as you. I want to see them finally establish a winning culture because I feel like there's like a stigma of like loser around London. <laughs> like uh, yeah. every year, like they have talent and they just lose. Or they choke leads. Yeah. Like Let's establish a that. winning culture. And yeah. I agree with you. Like I, like you said, build around nasty. I didn't exactly say nasty, but I said find your future. Yeah. Like find the one guy you can build around. And I think it was Afro and they didn't retain him. So find the guy you can build around and retain him. Keep him around, build around him, start your future. Um, I kind of forgot, like, until you just mentioned Zero and Ace, I kind of forgot they played together already in BO4 on that phase team. Oh, yeah, that is true. I kind of forgot so that, too. <laughs> maybe those two find some chemistry that they once had on that team and make this team surprise us and fight for the eighth spot or something. But to me, this is about a future-building year for uh, for yeah. London Royal Ravens. Not so much about this year. I hope that surprised me, though. I like Zero. Uh, same. I, I like Zero a lot. And last year, I was a London stan. I was like all on the train with Afro on them. So I, I hope they surprised me too. And we've got uh, a lot of London fans that listen. Like, I think it's a very large majority of our demographic. We got Elfie on Twitter, <laughs> always interacting during the year. Our biggest supporter on Twitter. So shout out to Elfie if you're listening. But, but I mean, a lot of the people that listen to the podcast are London fans, like big time London fans. So last year they were all hyping me up because I was always picking London and I was always on the Afro train. But uh, you guys might hate me this year because I'm not too high on London right now. But I don't think they are either. So we'll see what London can do this year. But LAG, what do you have for them? They're another team that I feel like is interesting because I think this team, more than almost any team, we differ in our opinions on. LAG. I think you have a lot of faith in them, and I don't, maybe. I do. LAG, I want, for them, win a tournament. Okay. Win a tournament. Make Sundays consistently. That'd be a successful season for them. Okay. See, this is this is what I like. I think we can have a debate on this one because I'm pretty different on this. I don't think it's I don't think yours is wild. I do think that like with their roster, it's realistic to expect that out of them. But for me, what I said in their first year as a team, be a consistent top six team and hang around till Sunday a few times. So different expectations. You have them. You want them to win an event, have a successful year. And I didn't say that. I said consistent top six, hang around till Sunday. Prove that mm-hmm. this group of three grinders should stick together after they played together for a little bit last year and had very minimal success. So I think it's risky to keep them together. Um, yep. And then lastly, hope that Sparta's worth that three-year contract because I think signing Arcides to a three-year contract isn't wild because of the success he's seen. But I mean, Sparta's first appearance in the CDL was rough in MW. And then last year he had the miracle event run where he won MVP and uh, had a yep. good good win but then after that struggled and like we've seen spart have a very limited window of success that was basically one weekend in the yeah. cdl and from that they gave him a three-year contract and now if he ends them. up struggling again like whew. i think they want him to be their franchise player i do too because i mean he does he's a good personality and everything but lag is known to be the richest organ in the cdl they're owned by the owner of the rams who is stupid money yeah he owns like the rams <laughs> and like i think he owns other sports franchises too like this guy is known to be extremely rich, so like, I don't, I don't know. This money, this or this org has the money, and to lock Spartan into a long term contract, I'm still not fully sold on Spartan. I don't know. Like, if he struggles this year, he's not going to be an easy contract to sell either, because yeah, like 
teams aren't going to be willing to pay so much to get him if he if he struggles this year because he's basically limited to one good weekend. But I don't know. What are your what are your thoughts behind how LAG can get there and why your expectations are so high for them? What I gotta say, RCD's revenge tour happening this year. Okay. He's gonna bring something different than he was on Atlanta Phase. Because Atlanta Phase, he had to you know take a little backseat role to the you know Williams, which is you know it's, it's okay. But I think this year, I think he pr- he can provide a lot more than he could last year. What the roster he has. Yeah, I mean, I think that the roster really hinges on Spartan Neptune for me, probably. Because I have pretty good amount of faith in RCDs, and I don't know who every once in a while is really up and down, but I have a pretty good amount of faith in Hook as well. I just think that, like Neptune, we haven't seen have a ton of success, and neither have we for Spart. Like to me, I think your expectations for them could easily be met if those two end up being elite. But I could also see a world where mm-hmm. those two struggle still, and then this roster is just kind of average. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking RCDs to go crazy this year. Yeah, I don't hate that. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see where this team ends up because, like, we're going to do coming up soon. We're thinking maybe early November, we're going to do our like way too early predictions, like right after the game comes out or something, or maybe in the next few weeks, we're going to do like our, our way too early predictions for who's going to win majors and who's going to win champs and who's MVP rookie of the year. And I'll be interested to see, like, if we do like a full on regular season standings where everybody's going to finish where you put LAG because I think we might have them in very different spots, which would be an interesting debate to have. Yeah, definitely. All right. Then we got New York. What do you think? I think this is another team that I think we might differ on this one, and I think I might be higher on this team than you are, but I don't know. This is another interesting team because I feel like they have a lot of potential, but like they're also a pretty big debate on if people think they're going to be able to you know, put it all together. Yeah, New York, like, like I said with you know, Boston Breeze, they're going to need the teamwork first of all, and they're mm-hmm. going to need a, I think, I'm going to say Priest is going to probably have to step up in the IGL role this year. I okay. don't. I, I don't think Skies or Paco gonna do it or Kismet, but you never know. Yeah, yeah. So overall, what would a successful season look like for them? You think? Is it um, winning a major? Is it a certain spot in the standings? I want. I want to say they're not gonna be. They're not gonna be like at the. I feel like they're gonna be like top six or seven at the end of the year. Okay, that's pretty high, but never know. I, I so, like just like an average like middle ground team. Okay. So this might sound weird that what I'm going to say, but I'll say obviously like I expect teams like optic phase thieves to compete for top four, like overall at the end of the year in standings. And I think teams like New York and the next three after New York, we have coming up could all compete for top four. So like if I say multiple times here coming up that I want this team to finish in the top four. I'm just saying what I think would be successful for them. Obviously all these teams aren't going to finish in the top four because there's only four spots, but these teams are teams. Like I think the expectations are high for them. And for me, I think maybe New York won't fill this out, but I think what success looks like for them is with the talent they have. I'd like to see a finals appearance and a finish in the top four or five in the standings. Um, I think the way they do this hydrants guys have to be serious about their craft. They can't be playing Valor until 6am every <laughs> night before practice. They got to be serious and about their grind. Kismet's got to pick up where he left off um, last year because, you know, last year was really his coming out party. We, we've known about him for a while, but he didn't have too much success in the league besides BO4 champs and then that run at the end of the year last year. And then Priest has got to be Priest again. It can't be whatever the shell of himself he's been the last few years and struggling. He's got to be him, the, like 
the disgusting Priesto we knew in BO4 um, and before that. But mm-hmm. I think for this team to consider their season a success, I think we got to see them in a finals and a uh, top four or five finish in the standings because they have a ton of talent. And like this team, I know for a fact in their heads, this team is going in expecting to, to get an event win this year in their heads. Yeah. Guys, they got the talent for too. the talent, I mean, not, not the talent tournament win. And I mean, they have the talent to do so. I mean, like position wise, like you look at Hydra, top player in his position, Priesta, at his best as a top player in his position. Skies is probably a top player in his position. Like they have three people who are towards probably the top half of their positions, right? Uh yeah, I would I would say. Roughly. Um, so I mean, we we kind of differ, I guess, a little bit, but this is like one of those teams. I feel like LAG and New York are kind of in a pretty similar spot. They're teams that are in the middle that I feel like can go either towards the bottom of the middle or top of the middle, but I'm mm-hmm. interested to see them. They're two teams I'm excited to watch. I'd like to see them play each other right away, to be honest. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully get that. Then our final three teams we got to talk about are... Uh, you chose like the random order for this, and I kind of like the way you did it because the three teams that are at the bottom are probably the teams of all these teams that we're talking about, the three that I'm most excited to see this year, I think. I think, at least. First team, uh, Ultra. The Ultra. A successful season for them. Make grand finals. Play Sundays a lot. They have the talent too, I feel like. Okay. Winning an event or no? Do they have to win an event for it to be successful for them? I, I, I don't think they'll win the event. I think they'll get kind of close. But they go to Sunday, but maybe top three, top fours. Okay. Uh, this is a weird development because you're the ultra guy, but I have, I, <laughs> I have, uh, for them, I have that you got to prove that you chose the right two players because I don't think it's been talked about enough. The debate that they went through of choosing Insight and Kleenex over Bance and Cami. I think overall, pure talent wise, maybe you chose the right two, but I don't know. I think I could see the Rocker team having more success in ultra this year with Bance and Cami, the duo. So to me, you got to prove you chose the right two players and you got to win an event. Um, for this season to be a success in my eyes, just because when I look at it, I believe that they think insight is one of the top ARs in the league, which you can definitely make a case for. I think that they believe Kleenex is a top sub, which I'd agree with. According to his talent, they must believe scrappy is like at the top level. They were willing to drop Cami, who in my opinion, at his best is probably the second best flex in the league behind Selium. If you're willing to drop Cami, you believe that scrappy is a top player's position. Mm-hmm. And as a gap filler, they probably believe Sandy's one of the best. So in their head, they probably think that they have a top, five player top four player in their position in every single slot so i don't i don't see in a world where like anything short of winning an event is uh, a success for this season uh and i think the way they get there you gotta let kleenex and scrappy cook those two have got to be superstars in insight and standy have to be the best gap fillers in the cdl and just let those two yeah. fry um and also standy and kleenex have to be that elite level duo that i think vance and kleenex were i think that was the most underrated aspect of this team was how Kleenex was able to go rogue so much because Bance was playing so correct on the map. Yep. Like every little like mistake Kleenex would make when he was going completely rogue to make plays, Bance would just fill in perfectly and probably didn't even complain about it. I think Standy's got to be willing to do that. And yeah, I just don't think winning like anything less than winning an event is, is like a success for this team because I, I think that highly of this team. Yeah, de- definitely. They, they, they could definitely surprise us all when champs for all we know. <laughs> I mean, and the reason my though. expectations, <laughs> yeah, it would be crazy. The reason my expectations are that high for this team too, though, is like 
they're exiting a phase of a roster where maybe they, they struggle a little bit, obviously in Vanguard, but like they're exiting in my mind, that cold war roster that had multiple finals appearances should have won two events because they choked away that event against Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and we're also like, they had at least three finals appearances that year. They won uh, the major two, then they lost to Minnesota in the final major. And then they um, champs. lost in champs finals. So they had three finals appearances in uh, cold war. And now they're changing up that roster and trying to upgrade it. So I, I, I just think they have to win an event. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just don't think they will. Look at close, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna have win an event for. I had it for what phase optic, mm-hmm. um, NYSL. No, not NYSL. Phase optic, um, thieves ultra, and I'm gonna probably also say it for the two teams we have coming up. So obviously, that's six teams. I don't necessarily think that six teams are gonna win an event, but I, I believe that like they won't view it as a success if they don't. Yeah. Next team, we got Surge. Seattle um, Surge. I have a kind of interesting take for this one, I think. What do you have? Well, first of all, I want them because it's consistent throughout the season, kind of like Thieves, because, you know, what, what? one major, they, they win, and next major, they, go, they bottom out top 12. Makes no sense to me. Well, yeah. I, want Ag- I want Agassi to, you know, play a little better than they did last year, which is, you know, I think he could. I think he can do. And you want mm-hmm. Fred and obviously Sib to keep frying like they have been, and Max beat the gap filler. Yeah, yeah. I I don't hate that. I think I have pretty lofty expectations for Surge that I don't know that they're gonna meet. And like, what I think would be successful in their eyes, I think first of all, first and foremost, you have to lock down Pred and Sib and convince them that you're an org to be at after. Know the rough start and the bad reputation that Surge had after Octane left in those first mm-hmm. two years. I feel like they upped their expectations or upped their reputation as an org a little bit last year, um, as they won an event. You know, had success, had a good roster. I think that they have to prove to Pred and Sib that they're the place to be, that the org to be at. Because, I mean, those two I believe will be unrestricted free agents at the end of this year, and they are going to have an offer from everyone. Like those are going to be the two most yeah. pursued free agents unless something wild happens this year. So you've got to convince those two that you're the org to be at and like lock them in as a duo that's to me the only way that this team has success this year is if you prove to those guys that they need to stay long term because they are your future um also i think it's not successful unless they win an event and they finish top four in standings as well i mean you if you stick with the roster especially one that won an event and finished what top three or four champs you're telling me that you believe that this team is going to at least win another event this year because why would if you think they're going to get worse then you wouldn't keep the roster yeah. So by sticking with their roster, I believe they're telling me that they believe that they should win at least one event this year. Uh, I also think they have to make a top four run at champs. And don't be afraid. You talked about accuracy improving. My last note I had on them is don't be afraid to make a move, swing for the fences if an upgrade is available. What does Pat say? What does Ake say? You always pack a punch. Yep. yep. <laughs> you always pack a punch. Like if, if the opportunity is out there to make an upgrade and you see an AR that you believe is an upgrade or maybe even a sub over Mac that you believe is an upgrade, don't hesitate to do it. I like both those guys. I think this team can win with their current four, but they can't be afraid to make a roster move. You always got to pack a punch when you can. I heard Krim uh, in this random YouTube video I saw on my feed. Krim was talking about like shout out to Mac because I tried so hard to get on the Seattle roster and they all stuck with each other. So obviously the chemistry is <laughs> there because Krim tried to snake everyone on that roster to get accuracy <laughs> off and he wasn't successful. Oh my, Krim. <laughs> That's Krim would have been entertaining with this team. Yeah, he would have definitely. But I, I got high expectations for this team. I'm going to be looking forward 
Ultra Surge and our next team, Rocker, are like the three teams that I'm most excited for. Like, I'm going to be tuning into every match. I'm going to be tuning into every match anyways because I'm a psycho. I love this. So I'm going to be watching every match anyways. But mm-hmm. these three teams, Same. Ultra Surge and Rocker, I I think, I don't know. Do you have another team that you're more excited about to watch these three? These are my three for the year that I really uh, want to watch. Um, I'm excited to watch the Rocker, not going to lie, because Cammy's on there now. Yeah, I just like that. That Ultra team is just so intriguing to me. They have so much like upside. I want, yeah, Ultra. I want to. I want. I want to see that land. See, I don't know. Scrappy will start. You know, shit talking. Yeah. <laughs> then we got Rocker. Last team to talk about before we wrap it up. What are your expectations for them? I know we finished with three teams that I think need to have good, good, good seasons to consider them a success. Minnesota them. Rocker. Well, first, I think. I think they can win at least one one event or two events, depending on how you know chemistry is going. Also, I don't want them to be a bit of hard point anymore, obviously. Yeah. But don't fall off in the other categories like surge, or maybe or CTF slash control. Yeah, I mean we're pretty in sync with a lot of our expectations because you like it's different wording maybe, but we're I have a pretty similar thing. I think to me, in order for the season to be a success for them, they have to win an event. Um, because mm-hmm. it sounds like from the rumors we've heard, they paid for this roster. They dished they, out some fat salaries from the rumors that are out there. It sounds like they dished out some big salaries to keep attached and to make this roster happen. Cause it could have potentially happened on different orgs. It sounds like, um, it sounds like they paid a pretty handsome salary to, to make this roster happen. So to me, I think they have to win an event and also make at least one more finals on top of it. I want to see them in what we have the we have five majors here right we have like the pro and then four more yeah i believe and so. then champs so like six technical events i think going 33 percent on finals appearances and winning one of them isn't the most unrealistic expectation i think that's the only way that they consider yeah. uh, success is multiple finals appearances and a win other thing i have cami mvp i think this oh, season will be a success if you have Kami MVP. Kami. yep uh other thing in order to be successful unbeatable in search with improved rocker respawn like you mentioned on this team has basically been unbeatable or very good in search for a majority of their time in the cdl except for that terrible run at the end of the year they had an mw they've been like pretty much successful but like overall like they've been such a good snd team but they've just been abysmal and respawn at a lot of times yeah and i think the way that first of all this happens i think obviously the chemistry's got to be on point i could see this team I need I need them to build chemistry early on because I could see them struggling early on, you know, with players that haven't played with each other, um, yep. attached learning to play with some EU players and stuff. But I think the way that they excel and maybe make Cami the MVP is people got to know their role and excel in it. Like Vance knows he's the dirty work guy; he's got to excel in that. Um, you've got a guy like Afro who knows he's the the push the pace entry slayer; like he's got to excel in that. And Attach has to excel in his new AR role. I think Attach will be a pretty slay heavy main AR. And I think this whole team knows that their their role is to unlock Cami and Afro as an elite duo, kind of like the Cami Kleenex duo. Yeah. This team has a very similar makeup to that Ultra team, in my opinion. The more I think about it, like Attach, a super icy main AR, just like Insight is. Um, maybe a little yes. faster than Insight. Cami obviously is Cami and Bance is Bance. And then Afro is that crazy, high-paced, talented sub like Kleenex. Like this team is very similar, and maybe that's why you like it. They're so similar to that old Ultra team. Yeah that, yeah, that is very well true. Also, I don't want the rocker to go down 0-2 every series I see. Have to crawl the way back to win a series. 
yeah, so many times they force themselves in that hole, and then they would always, you know, maybe win a control, and then they just lose a hard point, and lose three one. That is true. Yeah. I mean, think they're like that's what they're best known for is crawling themselves into an O four hole and coming back. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I have some pretty lofty expectations. I mean, I've got high expectations or like things I'd want to see out of like Surge, Rocker, Ultra, NYSL, and then obviously the big three: Phase Thieves, Texas. Um, yep. and we've even got some other teams that I think have potential like LAG and breach. Um, even Vegas, like I think we're, we're in for a pretty good year and obviously like all these teams aren't going to meet these like criteria for what would make them successful. But this is just what both of us believe in their eyes. They would consider a success. Yeah. You got, you got anything else? I think that's going to do it for this one. Unless you got anything else you want to get into. Um, no, I don't got much else. All right, then I'll wrap it up and we'll get out of here. We're going to be just at about an hour this week. Um, So thank you guys so much for watching. If you enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. We're at about the 700 sub mark, so if you want to help us get to 800, that'd be greatly appreciated as we go into the season here. If you're on the audio platforms, drop a five-star review, drop a comment on, uh, on there. And if you're on YouTube also, Drop a comment down below some of your expectations uh, for some of these teams or what you think success looks like for them, for for whoever your favorite team is. What do they have to do? I don't want all of you saying win champs. If there's a Alfie, if you're down there in the comments saying Ravens success is winning champs, I'm going to call you out. Um, so comment down below your expectations for your team. That's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you in the next one next week.